Amen. Well, you walk out here on the platform and hit you. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't know if some of you could take it up here. It gets pretty strong. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, pray for our worship team, will you? How many of you enjoyed the new song they wrote? I don't think it has to be Easter for them to sing it, right? We can sing it other times. I mean, why do we celebrate the resurrection? I mean, that's something every day of the year we should celebrate, right? <laughs> and the cross. Hallelujah. Well, we're doing choices today. So buckle up. It's your choice, your choice determine, to determine your future. Very popular scripture that we use, and you know it, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and hope. Well, that's God, and, and we've talked about God's thoughtfulness of you, how God loves you, that he has your life written in a book, but again, it's our choice. He's all, always given people a choice. He gave Adam and Eve a choice in the garden. We call free will. And they made their choice, and humanity has suffered all of these thousands of years by that choice. And I want to say this as we start this series that the choices you make, for instance, Adam and Eve, everyone is born in this world with a sin nature because of what Adam did. So that tells me that choices can have a, a long uh, just effect on generations. Some of you are first generation Christians and you have an opportunity to change your family generations from now because of the decision that you made for Jesus. Think about that. But see our choices affects not only our lives many times but it affects our children it affects our marriages. It's, it, it affects everything, our, own, our, our whole environment around us. And there's so many ways that we can go, and we'll probably touch on all kinds of things. And, and we've talked a lot of confession, and, and uh, you know, James talks about the tongue. If, if it's used wrong, it sets the whole cycle of nature on fire around you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So it's, it's the choice, what we allow to come out of our mouth. Jesus said from the abundance of a heart, the mouth speaks. So we've got to do a heart checkup. Amen? And so choices, what we say, what we decide to do with our lives, and really the most important choice is for Jesus. Amen? That we're saved, we're born again. But then it's a a life of following 
We probably had people, we know we got, how many got saved last Sunday, 16 or something like that? Around that? Amen. And uh, there's some that probably did, but to become a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ. Amen. There is a discipline involved in being a disciple, not just saying the sinner's prayer, but walking that out. Amen. And many of you, all of us are on that path. We never get off of that path, right? No matter how long you've been a Christian, we still have to make choices every day. Hallelujah. And the only way that we can win in life is to make the right choices. Praise God. How many of you are glad you're from Boston? We've had all these championships. Come on now. Basketball, baseball, World Series, the Patriots. We got to pray for the Patriots. We got spoiled. (laughs) But God's will is for us to win all the time. Be winners in life, every area of our life. Amen? Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 8, you are more than conquerors. And that sounds like winning to me, doesn't it? Praise God. But it is a strong choice. And again, the most important choice that we can make is to please the master, to please God. Amen? For instance, a lot of people have made Jesus their Savior but have not made him Lord. And Jesus made this comment, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Wow. (laughs) So, he had that problem even when he was ministering. Why do you call me Lord when you don't even follow the words of wisdom that I have given you? And he gave them a lot. Sermon on the Mount, Beatitudes, whatever. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. And uh, I just thought about this this morning. I'm wearing my, my team ring, okay? Chip Brim. Champions for Christ. And on this ring, I just want to say, it says, strong, mighty warriors prevail. Amen? Strong, mighty warriors prevail. And victory in Jesus. But again, it's your choice whether you prevail. Strong, mighty, say mighty. Warriors prevail. Hallelujah. See, not everybody that that wants to be a Navy SEAL can be a Navy SEAL. Special forces. Most of them drop out because of the intensity of the training. And folks, we are entering into a season where our training has to intensify to be carriers of the anointing, to be carriers of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, without compromise. It's not just what people hear, but what people see. Amen? Not what we tell them, but our lifestyles, everything, from our home to our work to everywhere. Praise God. All right, let's look at the Apostle Paul here, 1 Corinthians. And I'm going to read this from the Message Bible, and we could just probably preach on this all day, okay? You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. 
everyone runs, but one wins. See, a church full of people, we had almost 500 people here last Sunday. Pray somebody asked me this morning, where are they? Well, for some reason, Easter left us back last week. <laughs> but they're coming back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But, you know, those of you that, man, I tell you, some of you are here for both services on Sunday morning. You're here on Sunday night. Every Sunday night, unless something comes up and you can't be here. Many of you, the same people are in Bible school. Monday night, you got to study all the time to pass those hard tests. Hallelujah. Now listen, that is the mentality of a warrior that goes beyond what sometimes is expected of them. Amen? In every area of their life. And so this is what Paul says. Everybody gets into the race. This place was filled last week. They're in the race, but how many of those in the race are going to win and make a difference. And it all comes down to choice, choices that we make. So Paul goes on to say, run to win. That's where our thinking's got to change. Not just run. How many of you know the Boston Marathon's tomorrow? And there are a lot of people that are going to be running that, that, that probably already thinks, well, if I just run, that's going to be an accomplishment. And believe me, it is. <laughs> Amen. Just to, to be running in, in the Boston Marathon. You can say, I ran in the mouse. But how many of you know it's different if you're the winner? And so Paul is saying here, he, he's alluding, he's, he's talking about and using a, a, a natural race, an athletic event to share what we as Christians should see ourselves as being disciplined to run to win. Hallelujah. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. But you're after the one that's gold eternally. Let's look at it this way. We need to make the choices on eternal principles. On eternal goals, not just, well, if I make this choice, uh, I'm going to enjoy life better now. Yes, but the choice is if we would put eternity on that, you know that we're, even though we're Christians, we're going to be judged for our works. You know, precious gold, silver, and then there are those who, wood, hay, and stubble. The Bema judgment, where we all stand before Christ. We're going to go to heaven. Praise God. We can shout for that. But there are going to be rewards given. Hallelujah. Just hearing, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Wouldn't that be awesome? Hallelujah. Okay, so you're after the one that's gold eternally, being eternal driven. Hallelujah. And Paul says, I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. Are you giving it everything you've got in your Christian walk? Are you giving 
everything that you've got to your work environment, to your job, whatever. Again, you are an example, not just when you come to church and you lift up your hands and you say, holy, 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 but it's a lifestyle that we live in the world. Amen. Jesus expected the people to know that, that they were his disciples. He said, let your light shine. Be the salt of the earth. Be an example to everybody. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And some of you might have turned me off because I'm not reading out of King James. <laughs> Pastor, that don't sound like the Bible I have. There are many translations. You know why? Because we all need to understand. And some people cannot understand the these and the thous. And the therefores and so on and so forth. But I was brought under King James, so I'm comfortable with it. We always have King James Bibles. But to clarify and get the picture that the Apostle Paul is trying to put here, he says, no sloppy living. What is our lifestyle when we're not at church? Are we in the mode of sloppy living? We're loose around non-Christians or maybe our buddies that like to do things that we know that we're not supposed to do, but we go along because they're a friend. The Bible says that bad friends will corrupt us. Amen. Sometimes we want to win them over, but what happens is that we end up slipping. You know why? Because we're fleshly. We're carnal. Our flesh just wants to be going that way. That's why we've got to train our flesh. Amen and godly principles. I'm picking today, huh? Amen. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to be caught napping, he says. Telling everyone else all about it and then missing out myself. Paul said this. I... I, I, I Crucify the flesh. How many of you know he said that? I keep my body under that after I've preached to others, I myself will be left out or be a castaway. And that's the great apostle Paul. So again, say choice. And Paul here is, is, is saying it is our Choice. We need to be eternally driven. We need to, to, to not be sloppy in, in our character, in our love walk, or in any principle that's in the word of God. Are we perfect? No. We're not perfect. E even the best athletes are not perfect. They make mistakes. We remember some of those mistakes, right? Everybody loves Tom Brady, but he made some mistakes. We won a lot of Super Bowls. Awesome. But there's nobody perfect but Jesus. But yet we've got to work toward. Not, we're already born again. We're already saved. We're on our way to heaven. Amen. But our life here depends on our choices. And really, 
for eternal rewards also. Amen, what we do here in the flesh. Glory to God. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, he said this, this is a choice. What do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? No. Nothing. That's why to make that first choice before we move into anything else is to be eternally driven toward Jesus. Always run toward Jesus. I've said that before, you know, a few years back, they had bracelets. What would Jesus do? <laughs> How would Jesus react? Would Jesus be acting like this? Would, would, would Jesus be having a tenter, temper tantrum right now? Would he be saying what I'm saying if, mm, say I'm running the race to win, and that's my choice. Amen. See, the world is full of compromise. And the Bible says we are in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen? The ungodly lie. Hmm? That means that the godly shouldn't. Simple as that. The ungodly cheat. Should we be cheating as Christians? No. Some people run over others to get to the top. It's all about me. All about. Say Jesus, others, and you. You know what that means? Jesus first, others second, you third. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now that's a choice we got to think about. Some of you are saying amen. The rest of you say, why did he come this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. We want revival, right? We get all excited about that song. Yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. Do I want it to feel good or to accomplish something in my life and to to win others for Christ. Amen. Let's look at another portion of scripture here in 2 Peter. I don't even know if I'll get through this. Beginning with verse 3. <clears throat> this portion of scripture has a lot of choices. A lot of foundational things that we're going to be talking about. First of all, he starts out everything, and this is from the Passion Translation, Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us. Wow. We could just stop there and preach on that. Amen. Everything, ev any, wow, think about it. Everything we could ever need in this life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine nature. Talking about winning. Wow. He's given us every, absolutely everything that we need in our toolbox on the inside for a successful life. But again, it's our choice. If the flesh, listen to me, 
if your fleshly desires is so strong for something and, 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 and you can't say no to it, then it has you. You don't have it. Come on now. Even the apostle Paul said, all things are okay, expedient, but not everything is necessary. Not everything's gonna promote my spiritual growth. Hallelujah, okay. So everything, the kingdom of God, everything that you need to be a success mentally, physically, however, is inside of you already deposited. Just like you have money deposited in your bank. Come on now. Hallelujah. All you got to do is write a check, go to the ATM, and get what you need. All right, so it says, for all of this was dripped on us, lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Amen. Amen. Say, God is good. And that's all he can be. And it goes on to say, as a result of this, this has given you uh, magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership. Partnership. Well, that's a thought. But how many of us is it an actuality? A partnership with Jesus and with the divine nature that what? That's deposited in us. I have partnership with healing. It's inside of me. I don't appropriate it like I need to. Victory is inside. It's got to be a... The Bible says this that our faith is energized by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. We've got to acknowledge it. We've got to walk that out. Now look at this. So everything has been given to us by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are in the world. So devote. Say devote. That means make a choice and keep it. Hmm? Make a promise to God and keep it. Devote yourselves to what? Goodness. Or no, lavishly, I'm sorry, I skipped a verse. Supplementing your faith. Well, wow. That means there are some things I need to supplement to my faith. I can't just come and say, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life, and that's it, and you got to move on. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. And start walking that out and start believing that. See, we add two. We build in our faith walk with goodness. Say goodness. goodness. And to goodness, add understanding. This is our addition passage. We learn how to add in this portion of Scripture. Come on. Add understanding, and to understanding, add strength of self-control. 
That's the topic just there. Add self-control. So when you want that second donut, I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. <laughs> and there's other things more critical than that. Come on now. Self-control. Hallelujah. And to self-control, patient endurance. Well, I just don't have patience. Try being a pastor. I got to have patience with all of you. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not easy. As old saying, I want to kill you and tell God you died. Then I got to go in the room and repent. Come on now. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so, patient endurance. And it's funny. God will bring people into our life that will help us develop patience. Oh, Lord. Amen? So some of you have been added to my life to develop my patience. And the person next to you is probably doing the same thing to you. Patience. One of the fruit of the Spirit. Long suffering. If you're suffering, then praise God. I'm in the will of God. I'm suffering today. Hallelujah. And then I go to James and count it all joy. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. <clears throat> oh, here comes brother so-and-so. Sister. Oh, hallelujah. I'm suffering for Jesus today. Glory to God. I get to put on love. I get to put on, oh, glory to God. I'm staying on that subject too long today. But why is he talking so much about this? Paul is taking up too much scripture on this. And to patient endurance, add godliness and godliness, mercy toward your brothers and sisters. What? Mercy. God had mercy on us, right? Mercy toward others. And I mean, I got to add something to mercy. God, help me. Unending love. Are you kidding me? There's no time limit. Unending Love. Wow. Come on, we're going to run the Jesus Marathon. <laughs> so this tells us what we need to add to our faith in Jesus. And it's funny here. He doesn't list a lot of things that we would think it's, and it's bad. If you're a smoker, it's bad for your health. But he didn't say, stop smoking. He didn't say, stop getting drunk in this particular. It's all about love. 
Pastor Judy taught on love not a few, a few weeks ago. So God must be wanting to get something over to us, huh? It's a choice. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> praise God. Unending love. Since these virtues are already planted deep within you, that means all of these already, they're deposited in us. Already. And you possess them in abundant supply. It says, if you choose now, I know it's not in there, but if you choose, they will keep you from being inactive and fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. So if you don't have long suffering, you don't have patience, if you don't have love, all these things, you're going to have a hard time knowing Jesus intimately. Come on now. And then they but the word but. But. <laughs> now look at this. What category do you fall in this morning? The first part or this after the but? We're kicking butts this morning. If anyone lacks these things, now he's talking to Christians. He's talking to the church at Corinth. But if anyone lacks these things, he is blind, constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. Praise God for that. For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. And if you do these things, you will never stumble. If you do these things, the things that we've been talking about in this portion of Scripture, hallelujah. Amen. So choice to be a winner in our Christian walk, which will impact everything else, amen, around us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One more scripture, and we're going to end today. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Very familiar scripture. We see the life that the great hall of faith, chapter 11. Hallelujah. None of those men or women listed there was perfect. But they're all listed in the hall of faith. We all often talk about the three Hebrew children, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They chose not to bow. They got thrown in the fire, and they did not burn, and Jesus joined them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Daniel, who was told not to pray. He prayed anyway. He got thrown into the lion's den. Amen. See, you have angelic host. I mean, Jesus, what Bible scholars believe that it was Jesus Christ that, that was in the fiery furnace with Meshach, Chadrach, and Abednego. Praise God. So when you choose to do what is difficult, that tells me God is with you. 
Daniel chose the godly thing to keep praying. He got thrown into the lion's den and angels ministered and sat there all night petting those lions. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. And there was angelic activity involved in almost every person that's listed in the great hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Glory to God. But let's look at Joshua chapter 24 verse 15, last scripture. Now the children of Israel, they had, I mean, you know what happened to the first group of people that believed the the spies and didn't believe Caleb and Joshua. They all died. They had to wander in the wilderness until all that generation had passed on. Now this is a new generation. And let me tell you, the tendency of your human nature is to always go to the dark side. Come on now. But you've been delivered from that. Jesus plucked you out of the kingdom of darkness and placed you over to the kingdom of God's dear son. But you can, cho- you can choose, and maybe many people have, to, like there's a line right here, two boards, to live one foot in this side, which Sunday morning comes, and they get a little bit closer to this side, and maybe step over. Oh, I'm a Christian today. <laughs> but then Monday comes, and they gradually, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm partying tonight, glory to God. It's Friday, come on now. I'm gonna hang out with my, with my buds. Over here, glory to God. So we get hung over, not necessarily on drugs, or we're hung over with the world stuff, okay? We've been contaminated, and then Sunday morning comes, woo, woo, I gotta get back over here. <laughs> and we walk into the church, and we're sitting condemned, oh God, forgive me, you know, we, we first all, oh God, forgive me for this, forgive me for that, and we, we, we try to get back over here. Isn't it much easier to stay over here? Yeah. Remember, your flesh is like magnetic, it wants to be drawn this way. Amen. All right, let's look at this. So the children of Israel, now Joshua was the leader, and they had conquered most of the promised land at this time. And it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Now apparently there was a change of thinking in Israel's mind. <clears throat> but it says this, it's evil for you to serve the Lord. Choose for yourselves today whom we will serve whether the gods which your fathers served, which was Jehovah, amen, that was on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Choice. You can live for God 100%, or you can, and, and Joshua was trying to tell him, it's not this and this. It's got to be this. (laughs) It's got to be this. The Bible says, come out from among them and be ye 
separate. There's got to be a separation. People's got to see Christ in us. Amen? All right. It says, but as for me and my house, Joshua says, we are going to serve the Lord. See, that was a major choice. You can do what you want, but as for me and my family, I'm serving the Lord. That means I'm going all the way. And Joshua didn't even have the Apostle Paul's writings. Hallelujah. Joshua didn't have the Holy Spirit in him like we do. The divine nature hadn't been deposited in Joshua like it has us. Glory to God. Amen. So our choice should be easy. Stand with me. Come on. Choice should be easy today. Hallelujah. And I hope I offended some of you. No. To get back over in the truth. To get back over in the way. You know, pastor, don't, don't say the pastor preached at me today because they'll know you're guilty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you want to go all the way and win the prize? All the way to win the prize. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lift up your hands and Father, in the name of Jesus, I dedicate myself from this day forward to choose and to make only godly choices to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh, to walk in the love of God and the favor of God and the goodness of God for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want you to bow your heads. If there's anybody here that hasn't made that decision for Jesus. Chances are you're miserable. You have no peace. Because only true peace comes from God. Jesus told his disciples, my peace I leave with you. So many people committing suicide. So many things going on nowadays. People cannot cope with this world, this carnal junk that's going on without a personal on-fire heart relationship with the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who we celebrated last week, who died on the cross, who rose again. And there's only one way to get plugged into the family of God, and that is asking Jesus to come into your heart and into your life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, he said. And people would want to debate that. But you know what? Jesus' is, Jesus' tomb is the only tomb that doesn't have anybody in it. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is risen, glory to God, so that we might have new life and everlasting life. So if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior and your Lord, I'm going to ask you to pray. We're all going to pray this prayer. First of all, we acknowledge that we are a sinner, and we all are. But Jesus, come to take those sins and cleanse you. Hallelujah. From all, forgive you from all those things. 
Pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge today that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. And dear Jesus, thank you for going to the cross, taking my sins upon you, and suffering because of me. Now, dear Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' name, amen.